What up, my people? It is Thursday at noon, so that means we are back. It is Ergo Radio. To the left of me, there is Kiss. There to the right of me is Damon. Man, I don't think you've ever called me Kiss on the air. I, like I tried like to a little bit. You know, we have this thing of like, you came to Chicago and people were like calling you Daniel. So I thought you had this like identity that was like very formal <laughs> that you were trying to establish. But I know you as Kiss, man. So from now on, all Ergo listeners, all Ergo people, call them Kiss. It sounds or cool. or Daniel Kissinger PhD. It's up to you. Ooh. Ooh. Not Player yet. Hated, Not yet. Player hated degree. <laughs> or as Kanye said, never mind. Yeah. Ooh, no. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, so you know, if you've heard us before, you know what we do. But for those of you who may be coming to us for the first time, uh, we have conversations with strong young voices from Chicago and beyond, artists, writers, musicians, organizers, folks who are reshaping the culture of the city. Usually we have them right here in the studio with us. But our studio is really, y'all don't actually realize what we go through on a, on a week to week basis. Oh me, my God. me and Kiss, we like hug up and like sit in each other's lap uh, to make room for our guest. And this today we are about to hear an interview uh, with with my favorite band in the city, Highness, um, and it's five of them. So we ain't trying to have them in here like that. It'd be bogus to have them all like we would have needed like on each other's shoulders. Like we yeah. needed like risers, yeah. you know, we like how like a choir is. Vertically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we went to their um, rehearsal studio last night, recorded it. Um, you know, it's a, it's a little bit of a behind the music. Yeah, type yeah. We getting raw behind the scenes, man. We the plug here at Ergo. So if you want to know what's really going on and get people in their true selves and sometimes in their true space, we are here for that. But before we play that, uh, what's going on in the city, man? We always trying to keep people plugged in. What's today's date? The, today is the thirty first, last day of, of March. March. What's going on in the city? So we got a couple community announcements. Um, the first one, Ergo alum Sam Trump has his semi-regular show at the Clipper tomorrow night, 10.30. It's a great show. It's one of my favorite kind of recurring shows in the city. Um, it's a very comfortable space and they always put on a great show. So come through for that. It's like five bucks at the door or something. Um, and then on Saturday uh, in North Lawndale is an event called Our Lawndale Stories. And I know some of the friends of the show have been involved in bringing that together. So what that is, is a bunch of folks from North Lawndale getting up and telling 10 minute stories about the neighborhood and about their experiences in it going back generations. Um, I think it's a model that I'm very curious to see one, like how it works and two, how it can be replicated because I think it's a really powerful, beautiful thing and it should be a really good time. Sounds cracking. Tonight, we almost forgot about this one. Uh, we Are Cliches uh, gonna hey. be at East Room. Katie got bands in that joint. Wow, go she crazy. She is like one of the greatest writers of the 21st century. Someday Katie will be sitting in the She's gonna be in the Smithsonian. And we, and she's gonna be, but she's gonna be at Ergo first. We gotta get her there. Uh, so so well, check them out. Also, get this on your calendar. Next week, I believe April 9th is the date. Uh, BYP 100, Black Youth Project. Uh, we out here fighting for black liberation and we also fighting for black futures, but we trying to get it cracking, have some fun and raise a couple dollars. So we having a fundraiser at the rink. And if you hey. are from the South side of Chicago, if you grew up black in this city on the South side, you know what the rink is. It is special. It holds a place in our heart. Uh, we not like are officially gonna be juking in there, but we definitely gotta leave some space for Una some holistic, unofficial um, juking, radically inclusive juking. It's gonna happen at the <laughs> ring. So bring your skates or come rinse some and rock with BYP 100 next week. Uh, but I, but I think of most importance, and we save this for last, is tomorrow. Um, there's gonna be a citywide day of action. Um, led in, in large part by CTU and the, and the teachers of CPS. Um, also a lot of the um, CTA workers with, with the ATU, um, as well as service workers. Um, and then just citizens and people who are, who are concerned. Um, even as someone who's like probably, you know, highly polit politically active and aware, I have kind of underplayed or not fully realized um, the crisis that's been happening in our state um, since July. So there has been no state budget for 2016. Um, and since July, a lot of the institutions and organizations that we need to ground and keep our community safe have been operating on their reserve cash um, and have not begun the state funding that they need. Most importantly or significantly, Chicago State University has now pretty much gone through its entire endowment and, and cash reserve and will be having to close its doors in a couple of weeks at the end of April uh, because the governor and the House and, and the Democrats and Republicans are, are, are equally, uh, well, maybe not equally, but both uh, a, a part of, of this 
this problem um, that is a, a man-made crisis. Um, and so tomorrow, people are shutting down the city. There will be protests and actions all day. Um, I recommend you, you you have the link of yeah, where people can go. So the, the easiest way to keep track, I think, of all the things happening across the city, because they are happening in every corner of the city, uh, there's an amazing map that I just posted to the Ergo Twitter, at Ergo Radio, um, which has in the locations of all the actions throughout the day as well as a write-up of what's going to be happening uh and i believe like a link to find out more and the timing and everything like that so go check that out follow ergo radio check out everything that's happening definitely um get in tune and try to get involved because this is affecting you um this is affecting your education this is affecting health mental health child care services yeah. um, um housing assistance programs i think people, people don't realize a how lot of much... people with, with with autism and down syndrome and a lot of other um differently able folks are not getting the help that they need right now people are like literally dying because of this a lot of the, the care to the elderly is, is being neglected right now um and, and most important or maybe not most importantly but in the long term what will probably have the most structural impact um is is the closing of educational spaces yeah. um, and the divestment from those spaces and even if the budget gets signed tomorrow right what um this draining of Chicago State's resources is going to do for its enrollment over the next few years. They're getting to a point where their accreditation is at risk, right? So that means like you won't be able to transfer your credits from Chicago State anymore. Basically, this is like, it's not all black, but it's about 80% black. So it's pretty much the only historically black college in Illinois. Um, and, and they are taking that away uh, from people who are who are trying to come from, from our communities um, and, and, and make a better lives for themselves as the system tells us that we can. Um, and so this is this is really, really important. And so when we say Black Lives Matter, when, we, when we're talking about these, this movement for change, um, it's not just about police bullets, right? It is about the system that empowers the police and the system that the police are protecting as well. Um, so, you know, when politicians uh, are, are willing to sacrifice the lives of our children and our grandparents and those who need the most help, right in order to 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 shape the world and their image and 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 skew processes to benefit them and their cronies and, and, and billionaires and people with bread um what they are saying is that our lives don't matter our lives are less valuable so if you do believe black lives matter um we we have to get active around this um and, that, and that's pretty much me and my soapbox uh <laughs> but but it's it's you know you know we got beef with the fcc and i'm really wanting to like pull that car right now i'm not i'm gonna try to keep my language clean but it's really messed up what they're doing they're, they're killing people so so i just wanted y'all to know that chicago ones in illinois it's deeper than what we even had the time to talk about but it's time, it's time to, to, to stand up and shut it down. So come out tomorrow, April 1st. Get all the information uh, from the map. And it's my mama's birthday. Hey. hey. Happy April Fool's Day, everybody. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, go get all that info. We got you on the Twitter, Ergo Radio. Follow us on all the platforms. For but sure. on a lighter note, um, I'm excited to, 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 for y'all to hear this. Um, you know, it's, it's nothing like, like beautiful, talented women um, that, that can heal the spirit, right? And Absolutely. so I think Highness embodies uh, art. In music and, and what what it brings to, to culture and what it brings to, to a, a space so you want to just yeah, get into let's, it let's get into man it. we we were privileged to sit down with the five members of highness tonight we hope you enjoy this interview ergo radio before we get to the conversation here's a song off their new project the highness collective ep we talk about that and more THC. in the interview oh, here we'll uh we'll, we'll check in at the end make sure that you're still with us but yeah for now enjoy the music enjoy the interview here on ergo whpk Lubricate your mind, Ria. On your gas, cause we gotta fly. Way up, we had a half. Fill me up three times. Wake up, wake up, wake up, and meditate on a new day. What up, you stuck in this tree pose, and now I got my thoughts straight. Parallel trace. And won't you pick up your pace? This is called a chase, so accelerate. Hitting gas, so I don't know. Hey, 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 hey
should ride but these flashing lights won't leave me to it no regulate your mind better yet it's time relax unwind and unblind your vocals and close your eyelids drive slow for you never know of the places we'll go when we partake in the earth when we partake in the earth in the earth clarity clarity listening to ergo whpk ergo radio.com i'm daniel i'm damon what's good y'all and uh it's a, a little bit different we uh we, we ventured out of the hpk studios to come meet some very uh special guests we have um one of my favorite groups collectives bands in the city uh, highness is here with us Listen, so, i'm gonna go ahead and say my favorite. I'm not even gonna put the one up. No, no. You declared it. Look at that. They the top. They the top dogs out here. <laughs> uh, first up, would y'all just each take a second and introduce yourselves? Um, yeah, let's start with that. Hello, hey, I'm Shanae Mosley. I play keys and I sing and I produce. I'm Red. I play drums. That's all I do. <laughs> I'm Luna Day and I'm vocalist. I'm Jim Tree. I sing, I rap, song, write, produce. I go by Aura and I play guitar. Cool. Um, so, you know, we're, 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 we're catching on a pretty exciting moment, at least from the, it feels like from the outside looking in. We, I, I've been listening to um, to the new project, Highness Collective EP, all day. Um, and before First of that all, as well. I'm gonna cut you off. Shout out to the pun. Oh, THC. Oh, you missed it. Oh, you missed it. I miss the highest collective THC. We are going to need to get commercials for this commercial break. We don't have any. Man. Wow. Yeah, no. The Talk about that moment where y'all was like, yo. This is clever as hell. Like that that is that's perfect. I actually remember the moment. We were sitting down and we were just thinking about what we were we were we were just sitting down in this room and we were just thinking about what we were gonna name the project and I think I brought up that uh, the idea of it just being self titled and uh, I think Shanae was like we should put the in the front and that's how it started. We're a collective and then it kinda was like, Oh, duh, THC, okay, cool. That's it kinda <laughs> just naturally happened yeah, that yeah. way. So I, I want to kind of stick on that idea of a of a collective for a second because, you know, it, it's one thing when everyone plays together and you get, it serves the role of a band. Um, but for y'all, what does that idea mean beyond just being band members? I think it means being a support system and being a foundation for each other. 
um, there's a lot of different groups coming out of Chicago right now, especially collective wise. One of the first, from my knowledge, when I first moved to Chicago was Save Money. And just the way that they operate, I mean, they don't necessarily play together as a band, which is something new that we bring to the table, but we definitely help each other along the way. We all produce, we all songwrite. Um, instrumentalists play, we play for each other. So that's kind of how it works, and mm-hmm. just being a, a support system. Yeah, I, I, I was I was listening to this interview with Questlove yesterday, and he was talking about like how important it was for him in understanding like how their the roots music fit into the world to like be put in context basically like there's a support system and the the idea of like how y'all support each other within but also like within the context of the city um like are there other i guess this is really just a fancy way of saying like who else do y'all mess with but like (laughs) (laughs) like what where where do you see what you do fit into the context of the music being made in the city who else do you feel like are kind of kindred spirits in that and it doesn't have to be all musicians, but folks, you feel like, man, we're just kind of on the same wavelength. Um, yeah, I might be able to just pass the mic. Yeah, that might be the easiest yeah. way to do For it. For those who can't see, they're, they're sharing microphones now. Can <laughs> <laughs> we resonate with musically? Yeah, yeah, in the city. Sound-wise, just message-wise? Just, like, when y'all think about, like... Uh, both. Yeah, both. Sound-wise, that's really hard because our sound is very different. But message-wise, I connect with a lot of artists within the Chicago music scene. <laughs> so I know our sound is very distinct, and we did create Omni Soul, and that's just something that we call our style of music. So, yeah, that's basically my sound. But I don't know who. <laughs> I would say I would say um, social experiment, mm. just because. Um, I mean, Donnie. He, chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Social experience. I was thinking of something else. Yeah. Other foreign exchange. Ah. Uh, yeah, but within the city, should, they would definitely be someone that we yes. identify with as yeah, far as like. City, yeah. That's something. Also on um, the internet, but they're not from. I don't think they're based out of Chicago. No, no. 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 But but I see what yeah. you did. Like it, that's also part of what mm-hmm. happens in this moment here is that it also connects to what's being made across the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm it's sure. still different because like. Some some bands operate more as like this is the front man, which is what people are so used to. Mm-hmm. And I think how we're paving our own way is just being like, you know, we all are front women mm-hmm. at some point because we all produce and we all are musicians. And like especially amongst myself, Jim and Shanae, we all are performers. So it's kind of like we're in and out. And I think sometimes at first, that was hard for people to get with us being a collective, but I'm feeling like people really are understanding yeah. it now. It's, it's really interesting to hear you say that, right? Because the idea of collective and like collectivity is something that's happening a lot, like in the political scene that's going on or like the movement that's mm-hmm. happening. Um, and, and there's a big like push around group centered leadership, right? So it, I, I was it was interesting to hear you say like the, tra- the change from like front man to front women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so coming from a movement, that I feel is led by, by women, specifically black women, right? Do y'all think that as a, a, a all-female or all-woman group that that helps with that collective nature um, that, that y'all have? or And does that make it why you say some people are like, don't know how to process it when they first see it? I would say, and just speaking from what me and Aura have talked about, mm-hmm. um, we don't really see ourselves first and foremost as women. Mm-hmm when we're on stage, we're musicians, we're passionate individuals, we're vessels. So um, first and foremost, no, I wouldn't say that we we see ourselves just identifying as... I I don't think that was my question. Okay. Do you just see yourself as like a woman? That's that's not what I was saying. I will say like very committed to this not being a, what's it like to be a woman in the music industry interview? Like (laughs) y'all get that enough? We're not bringing that. The way I was framing it is that I think the womanhood and the femininity helps that collective nature. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to be be very clear. Like that, with the, the lack of like masculine machismo in, yeah. in the room, and the lack of like that competitive mm-hmm. nature that like sometimes men overdo. Um, do, do y'all feel that that helps in y'all process? I don't. Music? I mean, I don't think it's the fact that 
we're women, so that's how it works as a collective. I think it's the fact that we all we all really vibe with each other. Like we just connect in a very certain way. And like, you know, we're a family, like we wanna support each other. Like we wanna see everyone grow. And like anytime anyone makes anything like I get as passionate about it as they are because, you know, anytime any note is played, any music is made, it's not just let's make a hit. It's we're going to pour everything we got into this, into this entity, into this project, you know? So that's why it's like, it just works because I hear that and I just have so much respect for the music that I can't help but want to push it. Yeah. So that's where it comes from. And I can see that developing like over... Um, just over time and, and gaining those trust as people creating together and also uh, as friends and, and people making things. And it, it seems like like y'all have had a few, as a as a band, as a collective, a few different kind of eras. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, what would you say like the eras of Highness have been, if you were to break it down that way? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I would... Well, era is much so evolving and growing into our artistry and becoming more comfortable with ourselves and exploring more, staying current as well. So you got to be current, you know. That's mm-hmm. something to think about as you evolve and just learning more. Yeah. In a sense. Let's see. <laughs> but, like, if you look at what y'all were, and I don't mean necessarily musically, but I mean, like, how you thought about what the goals were or what you wanted this to look like, when, say, when you first started, uh, when or along the started. way, yeah, it's a whole nother, yeah. it's a whole nother, it's a whole other thing, yeah. I would say when we first started, I just had this idea of I wanted to be in a band. Yeah. I was at Columbia at the time, and I was, you know, in the middle of my music program, finishing my BA, which I didn't finish, but <laughs> I was in the middle of that at that point. I learned a lot from Columbia, and this is how I met all these wonderful ladies is through Columbia, and I just knew I wanted to start a band at the time I was closest with. Jim and Shay, Red, and um, basically me and Red kind of launched the idea and moved forward with, you know, manifesting this this vision that we had. Yeah. So no no shade at Columbia, but we've had a bunch of folks who have come on, and I think it plays a really interesting role in the city. You could throw some shade at Columbia. Yeah. I wanted, I wanted to give them the opportunity. But I think like. It seems to me like obviously it has its pros and cons in terms of like what it provides for the like cultural development of communities here and then also like what people walk away with that might not be so fun meaning debt. Um, For y'all like and you I could imagine you each having different responses to this but like how do you see what what was the like what what did it give and um, what maybe feels not great about the place when you look back at your time there? Um, I would say, um, for me, what Columbia gave me was an, a chance to uh, blossom on stage in front of people. Mm-hmm. No matter what I was doing, if I was on stage doing something, they gave you a platform to get up there. Like, okay, mm-hmm. this is what you want to do, so go. You know, it was like taking the training wheels off. And <laughs> I like how they started from like the scratch. You know, if you want to learn how to read music, they taught you as if you were like elementary level. You know, that's how you start off. You would test into a level and then they'll put you where you belong. And that's, I mean, I thought that was really cool because most colleges won't even accept you if you can't read music. And mm-hmm. like, I just like how they just left the opportunity open for anybody that want to play anything to grow and blossom. And, all of that. What I don't like is the debt, the money. Yes, that that's a problem. Fun. I feel like y'all owe me some money. <laughs> yeah, Fuck y'all. Do, do they uh, have they hit you for like uh, alumni donations yet? I'm not, I'm not alumni. alumni. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. No. It's, How about, in, yeah. it's interesting though. <laughs> One Straight of the, to spam. I think it was the first, if not, I think it was actually the second time I experienced y'all where y'all operating even under a different name. I actually like had the opportunity to share a stage with y'all at Columbia. Really? Yeah, I don't know if y'all remember <laughs> that thing Kevin Koval like put together for like it might have been their orientation or something. I don't know. It was like I had just got back from Ferguson, so I talked to somebody about I being from Saba. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Saba for sure. And, and so now that now that y'all are like right two years two three years out of the the school environment out of like the learning environment or even coming together um how does it feel like re- reflecting back as you are starting to like really 
have a, a stamp not only in the city but kind of overall as like professional artists you know does it feel um like a distinction from from from, from that moment and from that that era where y'all came together i think it does um because we really didn't have any direction at first. We just knew we wanted to play together. Mm. And um, when we first started with Biggest Mouth, I think that was what really pushed us to perform. And that's when we started getting more offers. And I'd say from that moment forward, we went through a lot of breakups (laughs) with um, singers and musicians who were part of the group. So it was a lot of growth and understanding each other as well. Like us being here now, we went through a lot too. Yeah. You know, we had our disagreements and our fights and the times where we weren't vibing and weren't able to create because it just wasn't right. And I want, I want to get into that a little bit. Is yeah. there one <laughs> moment y'all feel comfortable sharing that has made y'all stronger as a collective, right? That like some, some tension or some conflict that actually was necessary in figuring that out has got y'all to, to the place that you are right now? What situation? The twenty five of us. That's what she just said. She oh, said y'all oh, right here in this room. Right oh. And and as much or as little as yeah, you feel comfortable we, sharing, of course. I think I think because we we all came from like a early twenties to now like mid or late early 20s now we went through that that stage (laughs) i mean we started together when we were like 20 yeah we weren't even of age most of us weren't even 21 yet so i mean starting from that age of 19 20 to now where we're 23 24 25 i think that we went through those early 20 stages of like growth spurts where it feels like there's friction Mm -hmm. i think that alone i mean whether it be that whole, you don't understand me, fam. Yeah, yeah, we went <laughs> through that with each other. Really, you don't understand your damn self. You know, we like mm-hmm. all the same age trying to understand each other. It was just like, uh, really wasn't no problems. The problems were with it, ourselves and it reflecting out on each other. And, True. Yeah. and it was just like, you know, I apologize, you apologize, now you over it and shit. But <laughs> I don't even, we can't even give you a specific moment. No, but that makes sense like of, a, like, yeah.
support you talked out uh, talked about initially though mm-hmm. that goes beyond like the structure of a song right and so it's helping you what do you got i got stories i got stories i mean beforehand <laughs> let's say um we had uh we had people within the group that didn't feel comfortable performing in clubs mm-hmm. because at that point they were in a point spiritually where they couldn't handle that and they felt like that was a side of life they just no longer wanted to be exposed to so that was a that was a huge ordeal, but she's no longer with us. Um, but it wasn't. I mean, it was because of that, but also just simply because, like, at some point you start to go in different directions. And at this point, like, we all are on the same page of being a collective. We all like Shanae was like, I'm tired of just being behind the keys. Yeah. I'm tired of just being a keyboard player. I sing. I write too. So that was a point where we all had to navigate and be like, okay, wait a minute. It's not just about what I want. I can't just be the front woman. She wants to do something. And it even pushed me a little bit to take myself more seriously as a musician to the point where now we're starting to grow in a direction where we can be very diverse on stage, where one person can't just be on an instrument. They can step up, like she could step up and sing, which is coming at our show if you come. Nice. Tonic room. Give them, give them, say one more time real quick. April 9th at the Tonic room be there. Tonic room. It's gonna be lit. It's gonna be packed in there. So Shanae, I wanna talk about that moment a little bit because I've been to like a lot of y'all sets. I've probably seen y'all perform damn near like 20 times. Uh-huh. And I remember one of those moments. When he said, you're his favorite. Yeah. And and I remember one of those moments of seeing you going from just playing keys to like portraying all, all the talent that you had. And I was like really surprised and taken away. What do you feel inspired you to like step up and, 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 and make that space for yourself? Or, or was it growth? Was it uh, growing in comfort or just time? I think it was, well, my whole mindset going into the group, what I wanted to do as a musician, what I wanted to learn and gain, and then that finally meeting with where I'm at now, it's like, okay, now it's time to fuse everything. Because before the band, I was just singing. I wasn't really playing keys. Then with the band, I was playing keys. So I was like, okay, I'm building these skills. The girls are helping me. Now it's time to combine all of the skills and do what I'm meant to do. So I just got to that point where it's like, okay, I need to do something else. Because I don't know, I'm weird. I get bored easily too. <laughs> but I just needed to like expand. Yeah. I think, so just to take like a step back, I think it's a little, at least from where, where, where I sit, like it's weird to get this kind of like, behind the scenes look like in the rehearsal studio and all that because you know so usually when we do an interview uh you know it's we're in the radio station it's like and it's it's open and it's vulnerable but it's a little bit more polished because it's kind of in that space right um 
And I think that like one of the things that I'm really appreciating about what y'all bring um, both on stage and just in conversation here is that it's not that it doesn't feel polished. Of course it does. It feels right on stage and ready to perform, but it feels like you guys are always listening to each other and looking to each other in a way that like seems, I can imagine having five people trying to communicate what they need both artistically and like in a group can be really tricky. Um, and I, it's not exactly a question, but I'm thinking about like getting to know how to how to listen to each other and stuff like that. Do you think that it was easier to do that musically than communicating with words or vice versa? Which can, which kind of came first? I think we, yeah, we all, I feel like we always connect. I feel like that's the way we connected first is musically. Like we all came together and like we were gonna start this band. <laughs> and I mean like, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If everyone's kind of in their own zone, nothing's vibing, like you can't play together, like no one's gonna enjoy it. So like, I feel like we always clicked musically, but like on stage is super fun because we do have that like musical communication because like when we play, like uh, we like, of course we rehearse and everything, but when we're on stage, we're in that moment together. Like if it's gonna go somewhere, it's gonna go somewhere. If like I hear shape, if I hear Red doing something. Very dependent on each other. Yeah, like I'm gonna go with that for her. If she's, you know what I mean? Like if you're Mm. in that spot, you're building it, you're taking it there, you're doing hits, like I'm gonna follow that. So that's what it comes down to. Like you always have to listen to the people you're playing with because it's not gonna be the same because like we vibe with the crowd. Like it's not us performing for people. It's like a moment where we all come together and we're all, all like elevating together. This is purpose. So do y'all leave a lot of room for, for improv? Improv? No, we just it just happens. To get into like, that. Yeah. I mean, like yeah, we're just going to like kind of get into that. I know when when we're creating music, we have to use words for sure because. Uh, <laughs> And sometimes they're made up words. They're not even <laughs> that they're real. But like in order to communicate, you know, and a lot because all the ideas are different and like it goes somewhere else. And we've written like a 20 minute song before and we're just like, okay, now this basically is three songs in one. So we just got to like, you know, chop it up and figure it out. And, you know, try to see what everybody wants to hear you know, on this part, just fit everything. It's tough. So, well, it's not really tough, but what's tough is shaving everything down yeah that's that tough part i want to i want to stick with that like where we're going with process like what are some of the ways that some of the favorite pieces y'all have come up with like came about did it start with like a bass line do y'all usually start with a rhythms and with a hook our favorite yeah i'm gonna say our favorite songs are the ones that we just came up with shit and just somebody just sitting down and playing something, then somebody else sit down and play something, and it comes in, it's like, oh, it's a song. <laughs> and then it's one of our favorites. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. we don't really, all those other songs that we have, most people bring to the table already ready. Like, I heard this and that, and woo woo. But, like, I feel like our favorites are the ones that we're shedding because we always, like, you know, you have a bad day or you had a tough day or a great day, you know, all of that combined can make something beautiful, like, in the music. So, like, those are the favorites when it's most raw. I want to go back to the communication piece for <laughs> one sec. I'm thinking about for the instrumentalists specifically. Um, you know, you, you mentioned following the following the lead and that kind of like intense listening that happens when you're. And I think it happens obviously with vocalists too, but especially with a rhythm section or or you know, you you, you just kind of sync up there and you you lock in. Um, does it get hard going out into the world and trying to like communicate? with words when like it works on stage and you're like why can't we just you can't just follow my riff here (laughs) no i mean it's definitely i don't know it's different um it's nice we all have like our comfy pocket here because we've been playing together so long we like all have that like level you know going on so i mean it's just it's always about just kind of feeling where like other people are going and just like establishing that kind of yeah i know when i'm outside of drums and reality, whatever that is for people, it's very hard for me to communicate with other people. Like now, sort of. I'm comfy, you know, because I'm. You're I'm near girls. the drums, so but it's okay. I feel my like I'm most comfortable behind drums. I you feel like sticks? We can use some sticks. Yeah. y'all don't want me to have no sticks because then the interview will have to be on pause. You know, you have to tap them out in Morse code. <laughs> right, Morse code. Oh, it's so far. I should learn Morse code. Real low key. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of tough for me. Yeah. 
I want to talk about um, I don't even know how to frame it right, but like y'all are so dope live, and y'all bring musicality in a way that is no longer like the norm, right? Like most musicians, especially like people in the city we know, especially like close to the hip hop uh, scene, is mostly computerized, mostly in the studio, right? Um, so I know y'all get a lot of requests, especially back in the day of like playing backup for somebody. I see sometimes, you know, Luna and Shanae doing some vocals for people. Is that a space that is comfortable? Because um, I know, you know, you got to eat, but or is that like feel sometimes like you're stifling your creativity or your brand as a collective or even as individuals? How, how does that feel of like, you know, being able to work with so many artists and be in support and learn their songs, but also be kind of treated like the roots of Chicago at the same time, you know what I'm saying? I would say, um, I take it all as a learning experience because I can always learn something from other artists. Even being a backup singer, there's a there's an art to singing backup for people. It's not just singing notes. It's a feeling. It's blend. It's knowing your volume. It's knowing a lot about yourself as a vocalist and as an artist and being secure as an artist. So I've kind of grown to be comfortable with people being a servant, basically. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm definitely, I have to be submissive to that fact because I'm a servant anyway. So it's like just being selfless in everything that I do, whether it's musically within the group or with other people. And I think us being a collective, I don't think it hurts our brand. I think more than anything, it helps it because yeah. people see us on our own and they're able to latch on to an idea that, oh, she's an artist and I love her work. Like I love Shanae's song or I love Jim's song on SoundCloud, but that song y'all did with Highness, that shit cold. And like, people get that. And I, I did this too. So it's, <laughs> it's the same for like musicians, like I'm playing with Darren and whatnot. Style of music completely different from what we create. So it's great for like muscle memory mm-hmm. as a musician to just like know different styles and feels anyways like why wouldn't you want to know more about your craft anyways but it's it like she said it helps us really because people identify me like she introduced me as red and then like after the show it's like, oh you play for highness type thing yeah. you know, so it's like it's always a connection type thing has mm-hmm. there ever been a time when y'all was like nah i'm not rocking with it or afterwards you were yeah. like not trying to that like that no more yeah it depends on the energy of what you experience with that group of people yeah what what does it going wrong look like i mean when we started when we first started um a lot of people wanted us to play backing and we kind of felt used yeah because we weren't necessarily popping at that time right so we didn't like the idea of people feeling like oh i can use you to make me enhance me and it's not like that. It's like, give us something too. It's like, you can't expect me to play for you and you can't even give me at least two songs to play so people know who the hell we are, you know? Do you think the willingness to make an ask like that was gendered? Like for someone to be like, hey, just back me. Yeah. Yeah. You think so? Yeah, because we're girls, all girl band. And a lot of times we hear like, oh, give it up to my all girl band I have tonight. Like, we are not your band. We're our own band. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck the fact we're women. You know, fuck you. Can I curse on here? It doesn't matter, huh? Bleep me, bleep me. You were supposed to have this talk with me, boy. Get up on the mic. I'm just playing. But, I mean, in that, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, seriously, yeah. Just in that end, you know, you mentioned a little before the trickiness of like moving through whether it's like literally the space of like a nightclub slash venue type thing like this is just a gross ass industry sometimes as industries go um are there ways that y'all like are are, are there particular things that y'all are wary of having learned from other people's mistakes or seen things that have gone down for other people they're like we don't want to fall into that trap um, just working with different people, just appreciating the people you work with, like really just give thanks and not take anyone for granted. Mm. You know, that's that's the number one thing I see when working with other people. Like sometimes you get caught up in, you know how great you are, and <coughs> I don't know. You just gotta kind of 
you know, bring it down. There's people who are helping you as well. So just remember that. Tree, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you, you've been over there quiet a little bit. You've been chilling. So as like the MCest of the MCs that, that y'all got, what, what was kind of your entry into writing and your vocal performance? Because you also do sing. What mm -hmm. was, it, did you come into your, your artistry more as like a, a more melodic vocalist or did you always have them bars? Is that what you No, started? no, actually, no. I always felt like I could because I was like obsessed with Lil Wayne and I could rap. Me like, too. Hey, Only what? Are we talking like 06 hey, to like 09 you, Wayne? That's the Wayne. We could like, we could like <laughs> no stop talking. We, oh man. my God, Part drought three. three. <laughs> the drought, the drought too. I could still like, it's songs I've heard like seven years that come all on. The I could rap, you rap the whole every thing. joint. <laughs> Pretty he much. So it's like, but go ahead, go ahead. Stuff like that and then even on some Destiny's tracks out here like Jay come in well that was Beyonce first album <laughs> like but but no I didn't start taking it seriously until my college days and that's because just that that rhythm is there for me especially I was a major in dance so it's like mm. my rapping is inspired by my dance in a sense because uh, I feel tough. like the rhythms is kind of how I would move so. and so did did you start off rapping and then get comfortable singing or did you no, already have some singing background singing. so you had some singing back yeah. in the day yeah. Where and you also talked about dancing, which I wanted to ask you yeah. and Luna about, cause y'all got like, y'all got the y'all got the joints, y'all got the shits up there a little bit. Is there like, is that just some dancing y'all just got like that's your natural rhythm from a kid, or do y'all have like um, specific like legacies or traditions? Cause it feels very indigenous. It feels very connected to like you know ancestors and African artistry, but also at the same time yeah. very modern. So I was just wondering if there was like intentionality with that. Y'all just happen to like walk into being dope at that. <laughs> I feel like it is start off with, with us vibing. You know, mm -hmm. we're trying to get more into the actual something more choreographed now as well, but it is just vibing pretty much right now. They woke up like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Flawless. I would say for me, um, I it took a while for me to get back into my movement, how I move my body. It's weird because I danced as a child. I never went through professional dancing or anything. I just danced and then I stopped. And I started dancing again and Jim would dance with me all the time. And one of my other friends that dances would dance with me all the time. And I just started getting back into movement and dancing. I would dance the Fela for hours. I would just dance the Fela Kuti. Just one song too. Yeah. <laughs> that one or song like, was for hours. Like, you don't even have to repeat. Just no, exactly. <laughs> it would just be Fela Pandora and just like 12 minutes, boom. Nine minutes, boom. 20 minutes, right. 36. <laughs> but like when I started dancing with Fela, that's when I really started to get my groove as a, as a dancer, and especially moving within this group. I don't want to be on stage, you know hidden moves like I'm Janet necessarily because <laughs> it's not always that vibe. You know, there's yeah. a time and place and music for everything. So that's how it kind of started for me. No, that would be pretty, if I felt like I could hit moves like Janet, I think I would always be trying to hit moves like Janet. <laughs> 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 that's, that's, like, yeah. That would be tricky to be like, no, let me pull back a little bit right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Word, so I think we'll, we'll, we'll wrap in a minute, um, but I just, uh, more than anything, I'm excited for this moment for y'all. And I'm excited that there's this body of work that feels uh, connected to what I've seen y'all do on stages in a, in a way that's sometimes tough for bands to capture. So first off, congratulations on uh, on that. Thank you so much. And uh, just real quick, like, what are y'all, like, are there moments you're really excited for, anticipating, or just like, like, like what has y'all excited about what you make right now? Just the growth and how everyone is evolving and the stuff we're about to get and just, I don't know, everyone's ideas. I'm just excited for the future yeah. and most importantly to travel. That's my main thing I'm excited about. What are some of the cities I've been to? That we've been to? Mm -hmm. We've been to Milwaukee, St. Louis, and... Uh, did I do South by this year? We did not. Okay. I think that's it, Milwaukee and St. Louis. Okay, so y'all are like ready to go. You were yeah. Like, yeah. like pack the yeah. bags, like let's Super go. Super punk. Yeah. Yeah. Before, uh, before we do get out of here, I do kind of want to like acknowledge the fact that, that y'all have like found a home and found this like family y'all have built here. But if I'm not mistaken, none of y'all are Chicago natives, right? Right. Yeah. right? So if we could all go through and like what was home and then how, what about home like pushed you into the work that you're doing now? 
I Shanae here, guys. I'm born in Milwaukee, but I moved to Dayton when I was in first grade. Okay. So I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Um, yeah, Dayton is big on funk, so I like funky bass lines. Mm. A lot of my music has that aspect. And, you know, pocket drums and everything. So, yeah, that's that. Um, this is Red. I'm from the Lou, St. Louis. Hey. Tee up right now. <laughs> no, and... Um, West Side and and University City, U Town. That's where that's where my dad's from. U Time, oh not town. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's from U City. I grew up there, man. Kindergarten all the way in high school. That's what's up. Hey, Tia, Bob. This is the first. So, little little side note, and then I want to go back to it. So, you know, Smino is also from St. Louis, yeah. and yeah. I told him that where my dad was from. He goes, oh. My dad probably beat up your dad. Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, probably. Another side note about Smino. I didn't know his name was Smino. Me and him kind of played together in church as kids. We oh, kind of really? grew up. Yeah. Look at that. And like, I'm like, oh, yo, what's up, Chris? And then like, yeah, Smino. <laughs> you know, I've been listening to his music for hell. It's like, oh, I don't even so know. Funny. That that's was so him. Funny. You know, I didn't know he sang. A lot of people didn't know he played drums, but I didn't know he sang. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. I, <laughs> I knew he played drums, you that's know. That's so but, funny. But yeah, no, I'm from the Lou, and what pushed me to play uh, drums is my family. Everybody plays an instrument. I mean, everybody. Right. From the great, great parents to the babies. So, yeah, I just say my blood. Luna here. I am from St. Louis as well, and I didn't know, I didn't know Shay. I didn't know anybody that I know here that's, crazy. that's from St. Louis. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but um, I'm all about... I guess that pocket, that's kind of how I write. Um, when you say pocket, what does that mean for like the non-musically inclined? Because I've heard y'all say in the pocket a few something times. Something smooth. See that face right there on their wall? <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a little, little, little scrunchy face. I, like, I get it now. We'll, like, we'll, 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 we'll put yeah, the like corresponding emoji on our Twitter. It'll be fair. <laughs> I like things that are simple and to the point. Um, smooth. That's how St. Louis is. is. I don't know if that makes sense. Another St. Louis right here. You know, it's like not not outside of this part. Hey, that two and that four. Okay. It just sits right in there. Yeah, yeah, it sits right in there. So that's that's what I'm all about with St. Louis. I mean, I wasn't necessarily, I was raised in the church, singing in the church. So that's where my vocal training comes from. Just showing out. <laughs> Not just for each other, but for the Lord, and um, <laughs> and I guess what what pushed me furthest into music was um, I just always had a passion for it. I've been singing since I was three, according to my mother, and my sister would teach me little things like da 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 on the a, piano. That's a classic, right exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till I hit the street. Yeah. So, <laughs> so the little 808 under it right there. Always right there. doing that and just chasing my dream is what led me here. Because nobody in my family does music. Mm. Nobody sings. Mm. Nobody in my family can sing. And that's a crazy, wild thing to me. And I think that's what really propelled me to chase something like I feel like it's divine. Mm. I'm Jim. Well, this we already introduced me. Jim from Nalu, STL. I'm from U City. So grew up there. You know, yeah, that's where I was at. What I been into music since a little kid. Started the church. I'm a preacher's kid. Um, choir all the way from like kindergarten through senior year did some stuff like that in college as well but st louis is the show me state so st louis does like to like it's kind of competitive in a way so so you you just have that drive naturally mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'm from pittsburgh coolest place in the world <laughs> we got we got some rivers and bridges <laughs> um, but yeah that's pretty much it there um i just uh i just always loved music um my uh my dad never pursued anything but he um he definitely has an ear for music when he was growing up he played trumpet but like he just never like he never followed it but even now like 
he has he has a musical bone in his body like he just does and like growing up i just always like music was everything i wrote like the first song i ever wrote i was 10 and i wrote on piano and i'm sure it sounds like shit but i wrote it <laughs> and i was very proud of it but um but that was me that was me pay those royalties <laughs> <laughs> if you sample it you got royalties for days <laughs> but um no and then i just i uh heard a guitar and i fell in love and it's just been history ever since it didn't matter what i was doing but i always had my guitar by my side Cool. Well, well, we really appreciate y'all for rocking with us. And like I said, uh, y'all are my favorite band here in Chicago, collective here in Chicago. Um, and just congratulations, because I think y'all are, even though you're connected to things that are very old, you're also doing things that are new in a way that is like natural and works. So that's not easy to do. So just kudos. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. have it folks highness they're incredible they're fantastic we were just like relaxed up here we didn't even realize it was coming to an end 
um it's kind of more fun it's more relaxed it's chill yeah man we don't rock with y'all coming in no more no more no more people no more strong voices in the studio but nah on a serious note uh we hope to see y'all in the streets tomorrow if you can if not stay at home because it's gonna be hard to get around the city (laughs) uh always shout out to our sponsor the lighthouse on 53rd um that's it for me much love to the people april 9th go to highness's ep release show at tonic room tickets are available now the link is on ErgoRadio.com on their show page. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll be back next week. Peace.